Hey and welcome to this week's Sunday Talk. Today's speaker is Tash Kusi, the head of Alpha here at HTB. We'd love you to join us at Alpha this term and if you'd like to do that, why don't you check out the website for more information. It's htb.org forward slash alpha. There's a morning course and an evening course each Wednesday and it's also available online each Wednesday as well. So check out the website and sign up there. Well, that is uh, an awkward intro, isn't it? <laughs> Seeing yourself before you come on the stage. <laughs> um, uh, good morning, everyone. Um, as Archie said, my name is Tash, and I, I head up um, Alpha here at HTB. Um, it's good to, to be with you all. Um, but before we begin, uh, let me pray. Yeah, Heavenly Father. We ask this morning that you will refresh our hearts to see the wonderful truths in your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, last week, um, Archie spoke to us about the one thing and how in our lives there's so many different distractions. And what we put into our hearts and into our minds will determine what comes out of us. And that ultimately, that when we fix our eyes on Jesus... It's light that's produced. It's light that comes out of us. And obviously, we have entered the new year. I don't know when it's too late to say Happy New Year, but I'm still saying it until the end of this month. So Happy New Year. <laughs> um, uh, and this new year, there's different things that come up, you, different resolutions. For some people, it's, it's, a dry, it's dry January. Let me give up alcohol, you know? Let me give up chocolate. Let me give up Netflix. For me, beginning of the year, I said to myself, I'm going to eat healthy this year, Tash. Tash, you've got to eat healthy, man. You've got to cut out all of the garbage. On the 4th of January, <laughs> I was coming home late. And as I was driving, there was a bright light ahead of me. <laughs> and I just, I just sensed, something told me, drive towards the bright light. <laughs> so I did. I drove towards the bright light. And as I arrived at the establishment, a lady said to me, what would you like to order? <laughs> and as I looked up at the golden arches, I said to her, a McCrispy sandwich with cheese inside, large chips, six nuggets, sweet chili sauce, regular Coke, and an apple pie. <laughs> and as I drove away, I said to myself, my beloved McDonald's, me and you, we're not going to the park this year. We can do that next year. But it made me realize, you know what, you set these resolutions and, and maybe like me, you failed them already. But you know, for others, when it comes to resolutions and when it comes to dry January and all these different things, you might feel different about it. Some of you might be in here and you might be feeling quite dry emotionally or quite dry spiritually or quite dry mentally. The truth is, if I'm honest with you, just before Christmas, I was feeling quite dry spiritually. I was so busy doing things for God that I never spent no time with God. And that's the truth. And sometimes, what I've come to recognize that sometimes on the outside, you can look like everything is going right, but it's inside that's drying up. But also as well, as we look back at last week, the distractions in life. I think one of the distractions that we can have is problems. 
either problems in the world or problems in your own life. And as I was thinking about what to share this morning, I thought, who in the Bible went through a lot of problems? Then I was realised that probably pretty much all of them went through problems. But the book of Job, the book of Job, Job went through some hardship. And that's what we're going to look at today. But just to give you a bit of context before we look at that passage, Job was a sincere man. He was committed. He was devout. He always prayed and he worshipped God with his whole heart. You know, God spoke highly about Job. He spoke highly about him because of his faithfulness towards him. But this faithfulness and this devotion came to the attention of Satan. Satan heard about Job's love for God and in true Satan fashion, he became jealous and he conjured up a plan. He accused Job. He said to God, he said, listen, the only reason why Job is so faithful to you is because he has everything. It's because his life is prospering. But if you attack those things that he has, if you challenge those things that he has, then he will lose his faithfulness towards you. So God accepted that challenge, but with a condition. And that condition was that no matter what happens, you must not harm Job. So one day while Job was at home, one of his servants came to him and he said, your oxen and your donkeys have been killed. That was part one. That was episode one of the Netflix drama of Job's life. <laughs> episode two, the servant came. The sheep and the servants looking after the sheep were killed and burnt in a fire. Problems. Yet Job still remained faithful. Episode three, the mules and the workers, they got stolen and killed. Now, it was problem after problem. And it was after the third problem that you begin to see and you begin to read that Job was starting to worry. However, that wasn't the end of it. The fourth and last servant arrived and said, Job, your sons and your daughters were having a party in the house and a desert wind knocked down the house and killed all of your children. Now, if you think you've been having a bad day, you need to speak to Job because that is rough. One challenge after one challenge after one challenge. But yet, his faith remained in God. So the passage we're going to look at is from Job 14, verse 7 to 9. And it says this. It says, at least there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again. And its new shoots will not fail. Its roots may grow old in the ground and its stump may die in the soil. Yet at the scent of water, it will bud and put forth shoots like a plant. So the title of today's message is The Scent of Water. Now it's an unusual title 
because we all know that water ain't got no scent. And if you've got a problem with the title, you've got to speak to the Bible, because that's what it says in there. But why scent of water? And we'll come to that. But as we look at those verses, it reminds me that no matter what hardships we're facing in this life, no matter how miserable we may feel at the circumstances around us, there's hope. There will be hope. There can be hope. Hope is available. That very hope can spring forth even when you're in the center of despair. Amen. By the way, you can talk back to me. I don't mind all of that. So if you want to say amen, hallelujah, or yes, I'm hearing you, it's all good. But just like the tree that's been described in Job, a tree can be regenerated after being cut down. We too can experience that renewal and that restoration. I don't know about you, but 2024, I do not want a dry year. I don't want to be dry in the Lord. I don't want to be too busy doing stuff. I don't want to have small faith. Because according to the word, the God, God says he can do immeasurably more than what you can imagine. The same God that put the stars in the sky, that's the God that I'm serving. And I want to have a dry year. No way. No way. So if I have a problem that I'm facing in my life, just know that my God is bigger than that problem. You see, when we're filled with hope, our spirit is fueled. Our spirit is fueled so much that we can look towards a brighter future. We can look towards a brighter future even if our present circumstances are not looking bright. You see, when I read this passage, the first thing that I recognize which is the first point, is that we live in a hurting, broken world. And if you read the book of Job, you realize that Job was in a world that was broken and hurt also. So it's not too dissimilar to us. And he had questions. He had questions that he didn't get the answer for. He had problems. And maybe you're sitting here and you have problems. And maybe those problems aren't of the same size of what Job went through. But even if your problems are small, they're real. And God sees it, even if no one else knows about it. When I turn on the news, within seconds, I see the problems of what's happening in the world. Whether it's the war, whether it's famine, whether it's this. There's so much pain and hurt. You can quickly discover that darkness is real in the world right now. People are hurting. People are sick. People are lost. You know, there is a, there's a disease in this world that is constantly eating away at everything that is good in order to keep us in that place of hurting, in order to, in order to keep us in that dark. But I've come to know in my life that Jesus is the only cure for that disease. Whenever there's darkness in your life, just remember that Jesus said that he is the light of this world. And as far as I know, no one else in the world has said that. No one said that. Stormzy didn't say it. Obama didn't say it. I can't think of anyone else, but no one else said it. 
No one else said that, but Jesus said it. So when you come to know Christ, when you come to know Christ, his light can dispel any darkness. Jesus is the medicine that can heal any sickness. The love that God has for you and for this world is enough comfort to comfort even the loneliest soul. This is the good news that I want to hear about. That is the good news that we have. If you're here and you consider yourself to be a Christian, that is the good news that you have in your heart. And if you have that type of good news, why keep it to yourself? We should share that, right? We should. The next question that was on my heart is in your place of dryness, where do you find water? In your place of dryness, where do you find water? When you're going through those seasons of lack, when things have, have dried up, you know, when I was thinking about this talk, I was like, I need, I need some sort of a visual aid. And this, this, is, this is a tree when it's dried up. Now, I don't know about you, that looks horrible. There's no life to it. It looks like something out of um, the elephant graveyard in Lion King. For those that watch Lion King, you know about that. It's my favorite movie. Um, I was about to sing the theme tune, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but sometimes, through different circumstances in our lives, we can end up feeling dry like that. But when I read that passage, it's talking about a scent of water. A scent of water. You would think that a tree that's in such bad condition, like that picture, would need a mighty miracle. It would need floods of water. But that passage says, yet through the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth bows like a, like a plant. So a scent of water literally means that all it needs to do is smell the water. A little drop of water close enough to that dying tree is enough to turn around the whole experience of that growth. You know, what this passage is basically saying, this is another picture of a tree stump that's going to come up there. Even if it's like that, if there is water near enough to that, it's able to regrow again and have life. So I think to myself, if the scent of water can restore and transform a dying tree, then how much more so could rivers of living water do when it's inside of your heart? The New Testament says this, John 7, it says, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. If a scent of water can do that transformation, just imagine when you place your trust in Jesus Christ, his spirit comes to live within you and rivers 
of living water comes to live inside of you. So what does that mean for your situation? Not only would it transform your heart, but it could transform your situation and also transform those that are around. As um, Sophie was sharing, she was saying that something has changed in her life. It's made her better. I wonder if the rivers of living water is beginning to work in her life. One of the other things, looking at this passage, I saw is that Job never gave up. Job never gave up. He never gave up on life, and he never gave up on God. Regardless of how impossible his situation seemed, he never gave up. And I think that as Christians, we shouldn't give up so easily. Although things may seem hopeless, in Christ, we are victors. We are victorious. We're not victims. We are victorious. Because everything that you can imagine, whether it's shame, whether it's guilt, whether it's pain, whether it's sickness, even if it's death, Christ overcame that. So that means no matter what the enemy says, no matter what the enemy does, we will always have victory. If you continue to read in the book of Job, you realize the second point is this, that better is coming. Better days are coming. When Job's test was over, God rewarded him with double what he lost. So that tells me that even if we lose something, God always has a redemptive plan. There's a verse in Romans and it says, God works all things out for the good of those who love the Lord. All things. And when I read all, it means the bad things included. He works it out. Therefore, whenever you are going through things, whenever you are feeling dry, whenever you are in need of that fresh living water, just know that God can deliver you from all things. Better days are ahead. And I think we must hold on to the unshakable truth of what we have available. As Archie said, uh, Alpha is starting on the, on the 24th of this month. And it's an opportunity to come and ask questions. And one thing that connects all of us is we all got questions. Every single one of us. And if you come to Alpha, you'll be able to explore that and explore these questions. And maybe you're sitting in here and you've done Alpha before. Or maybe you feel like you don't need Alpha. But why don't you invite someone? Because the reality is the rest of the world is almost like that dried up tree. And when you invite someone, when you tell someone about that good news, you're almost offering a cup of that living water. And who knows, there might be a person in your life, it might be a, a sibling, it might be a friend, it might be a neighbor, it might even be the lady at McDonald's, I don't know who it is. But just that invitation could transform that dried up tree to look something a lot more like that. 
Because that's what the word says. That ascent of God's spirit is able to transform. But God promises rivers of living water when you come to know him. Amen. Amen. If you're able to, would you like to stand? What we're going to do now is we're just going to we're just going to ask the Holy Spirit to, to fill us. Yes, Lord, we ask by your spirit, will you come and fill us now? Yeah, Heavenly Father, thank you that you are a God that renews and restores. You take things that are dry and old and you make them new. Thank you for your fresh water, your living water. In a moment, we're going to invite um, people to um, just come to the front and, and uh, be prayed with. But I just, I just sense one or two things. That there are, there are some people here that are just desperate for fresh water. There's a particular situation that you're either facing or, or you're going through, whatever it is but you're just desperate for God's living water. And in a moment, I'm just going to invite you to, to, to come to the front, but, but also as well, just a sense that there's some people here, maybe your, your, your faith or your hope has sort of dried up. Maybe similar to Job, it's just been, it's been one thing after the other for you. And you're, you're just you're starting to lose hope. And if you're if you're sensing that's you, then uh, we, we'd love to invite you forward also.
And finally, um, there may be one or two of you here that um, uh, you wouldn't necessarily consider yourself to be a Christian. But you're here today and, and maybe you started off the new year saying, actually, I want to be open to finding out more about you. And if that's you, then maybe you can repeat this prayer in your heart while every eye is still closed. Um, So Lord Jesus, I'm here today because I am wanting to know more about your living water. I've gone my own way. I've tried my own things. But I believe that there's something more. I invite you to come into my heart now. Help me to experience rivers of living water. In Jesus' name. As I said at the start of the podcast, we'd love to see you at Alpha this term. Alpha is a great opportunity to ask life's big questions. And there's a great bit of food, there's a talk, there's a chance to share in small groups. And we run it in the mornings and the evenings each Wednesday. And our evening course is also available online. So whichever way is best for you, do check out the website, htb.org forward slash alpha. And can't wait to see you there next Wednesday.